This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, by now, we have all heard the devastating news from GM. The company will lay off 14,700 factory and white-collar workers in North America and put five plants up for possible closure as it restructures to cut costs and focus more on autonomous and electric vehicles. Now, this, of course unfortunately, includes the Oshawa plant and the 2,700 workers there. This morning, GM put out a statement confirming there is no product allocated to be built in Oshawa after December 2019. The union said it does not accept the closure, and uh, it says that it is calling on General Motors to allocate a product to be produced there. Now, this, as it was happening, they also called on workers to uh, walk out in protest, and that is what happened this morning. Was that the right thing to do? And is there, in fact, any hope for the plant? Oshawa came back from the brink after a similar edict, a few years ago, and it took a lot of public money to keep them there. And they also gave an assurance that there would be ongoing work in Oshawa just two years ago. So what's that all about? Is it ever, ever worth it for us to dole out public money to basically bribe a big private company like GM to stay here, when uh, the next thing you know, they are going to leave anyway. So can this happen again? Can it be saved again? And uh, what do you think of that? Uh, so I'm here with Bob Comsick. We are waiting to uh, get with Colin Carey and Dennis DeRossier. And, and Bob, what's your take on that? The fact that we haven't heard anything yet from be it the federal government or the province suggesting that they'll do whatever it takes in terms of, uh, you know, using that four-letter word again, bail, a bailout, the fact, and it's still early, maybe that'll come. But given what GM, from what we've been led to believe, has told 
both the premier and the prime minister, it would appear that maybe this time there won't be a financial lifesaver, that this might be it. But then you hear from union officials who are saying this is just GM's MO, this is the way they operate, and we're still going to give it our best and try to uh, save the plant and all these jobs. I would expect them to say that. I can imagine if we were a fly in the wall of that uh, meeting that's going to be taking place in about half hour's time between GM and uh, Unifor's Jerry Dias, as well as some of his uh, lieutenants, I could just imagine that language would be rather colorful, to say the least. But well, I don't know what can happen It's here. really interesting, because the opposition uh, has said uh, that the, the government shouldn't just stand there. They're really upset with Doug Ford's response to this. Uh, but... Uh, Doug Ford got up and said that he spoke to the Prime Minister, that he asked if there was anything that could be done, and and the answer was no. No, said the ship has sailed. The ship has sailed, and uh, that the only thing that can be done, uh, they're going to look at topping up unemployment benefits, doing better retraining and stuff like that. And try to to help them find other work as quickly as possible, but uh, wow, talk about a stunning, stunning day. Um, I don't know. Those poor people. Okay, Bob. Uh, thanks for that. We are going to get to your calls in a moment. Right now, I am going to bring in automotive consultant Dennis DeRossier. Hi, Dennis. Howdy, howdy, Libby. I haven't talked to you in a while. I uh, haven't talked to you in a while either, and sorry it has to be on an occasion like this. Are you surprised? No, in no way, shape, or form. I may be surprised at the timing, but the decision itself was inevitable. They've been kicking this decision uh, down the road, kicking the can down the road, as they say, for quite some time. It was just a couple of years ago they put a long on the tooth vehicle into Oshawa to give it an extra few years of uh, survival. Uh, at one point, these plants in Oshawa produced a million vehicles. That's dropped by 85%. Last year they were under 150,000. Anybody who thought that this had long-term survival, uh, you know, maybe uh, they were smoking something before Trudeau made it legal. And uh, uh, just a couple of years ago, there were some assurances. So uh, I guess that means they, they were not worth uh, the paper they were written on, if no, they were no, in no, fact no, no, written. No, I believe every, if you go back to the money that the government put in, the Canada and U.S. government put in back in 19, uh, uh, it, 2008, 2009, uh, there was a, a number of assurances and commitments. And I believe every vehicle company that got money met every one of them. Uh, so, and it did a very different situation back then that was fundamental survival of the automotive sector, not of an individual plant. And the government, with that money, got another almost decade out of the auto sector. Uh, and all things considered, uh, this particular uh, decision is relatively small compared to the stuff that was going on back in 2008, 2009. Okay, let's bring in MP Colin Carey. Hello, how are you? Oh, uh, it's been, uh, have had better days, let me just say that. Oh boy, we all me, have. Me too, Colin. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm on 50 some odd calls. I just imagine you're the same. Well, yeah, I, I'm actually just down at the plant here. They're, uh, they're, they're having a demonstration blocking the, uh, the entrance to the plant down at Stevenson here, and emotions are running high. A lot of people here are just overly concerned. They don't know what it means, and uh, frankly, how this came out, I can't even imagine the families affected and finding out over Sunday dinner a month before Christmas that 
they're not going to be having a job. But they'll also uh, get through it. Is like I, we went from a million units in that in Oshawa down to 150,000, and thousands and thousands of workers were negatively affected over the last decade as a result of it. And Oshawa survived. Yeah, and you know what, too, Dennis, we'll survive this, and uh, we've done, we're very resilient. Uh, you know, we're standing together, and uh, we're going to do what we can to help all those families and people affected. But I was just extremely disappointed. As you know, uh, our government went to bat for the industry, and um, we got this press release from General Motors today, and uh, unfortunately there was no thank you for, um, you know, 100 years of good service. No thank you for a top quality plant. Uh, no thank you for the partnership and uh, billions of dollars of investment and research. And uh, it's just extremely frustrating. They couldn't even have somebody here in Canada deliver the news. So um, it's really, really disappointing. Colin, uh, what's your view? The union has just said, we don't accept that this plant is closing. It's not going to close. We've got to tell GM they've got to keep the plant open. We're the best. We're the most efficient. In your view, uh, has this ship sailed or, or is there any hope? Um, I always have hope. Um, I did hear part of uh, Premier Ford's news conference, and apparently he had conversations where they said the ship has sailed. And uh, again, if this is the case, it's it's one of those things that's just going to be, in my viewpoint, uh, you know, devastating to our community. And uh, uh, my heart goes out to the families uh, involved and those who wanted a career in the auto industry here in Oshawa. So um, I don't have the facts. I wish I did. And um, I, I still have hope. But uh, this is definitely bad news for our community. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I think, as, as you pointed out, as Dennis pointed out, it's 2,700 workers. There was a time when there were 40,000 auto workers in Oshawa. So yeah. we, we have seen this movie before. Uh, and it's a terrible thing. And I know that a lot of people, uh, when they lose a good job like that with good pay, they end up with a job that is a lot less good. But um, as as Colin said, you got through it. Dennis, um, what do you see as the fallout from this? What about all the uh, the other types of automotive plants, the parts plants? Uh, is this going to have a ripple effect? There obviously is. There's about two to three times the labor cost in a vehicle for the parts industry than the assembly sector. So if there's 2,500 workers on the assembly side, there's somewhere five to 7,000 on the parts side. Now, most of those workers would be in the U.S., and I guess uh, GM will increase production as a result of this in some of their other plants, uh, and so some of those suppliers will be able to move around and do that. But it certainly is negative, and it's not just the suppliers. There's a tool mold dye sector, there's a raw material sector, uh, and then there's what we call the indirect jobs. I call them the butcher, the baker, the candlestick. Oh, yeah, well, that's of course. You know, and auto workers, you know, like to go out for dinner, and they go on vacation, and they go to the movie theater, and it's, it's tough. And so there are negative implications. But you're right. The, the, you know, this is kind of the last kick of the can here. Uh, they've lost tens of thousands of other workers, and they were able to find a way through it. I blame, if, if you're looking for blame, it's market. Uh, blame the consumer. Uh, you know, at one point, Oshawa is primarily a passenger car mark uh, producer. Well, they do a little bit of truck now, just in the last couple of years. Uh, they used to do a lot, but now very little. Consumers aren't buying cars. 
General Motors market share legitimately was in the mid 40%. Now it struggles to get much above 13 or 14%. When you go from a mid 40% share down to a 15 share, you know, that's a lot of jobs and a lot of plants that have to close. Spe- and that's the consumer. We blame General Motors for maybe not being able to maintain it, but that's global competition. Uh, speaking of blame, a lot of people are saying uh, blame Donald Trump and that the company wanted to close uh, something in Canada or outside the United States because of uh, their you know, strong stance on buying American and, and producing things in the States. Do you have put any credence into that, Colin Carey? Uh, well, I do, too. Uh, General, uh, Mary Barra had a billion dollars. So the Trump tariffs cost them a billion dollars. And someone's got to pay that. And you obviously have to play to the U.S. before you play to Canada. Interesting in Colin's take, though. Well, basically, I think, uh, for me, I don't really want to politicize any of this today. My thoughts are with the people affected. But uh, there's probably plenty of blame to go around. Uh, Dennis mentioned the consumer. uh, But at the end of the day, uh, for us here, this is a closing of a way of life. This is generations after generations of people here in Oshawa that... uh, worked at GM. Uh, it's going to have a huge ripple effect. Uh, as Dennis was saying, not only the feeder plants and the people that supply and work with GM, but uh, the businesses here that rely on the, the workers that uh, work at GM and, and do support those businesses. So uh, today's about them. Um, it's not about pointing any fingers. And uh, like I said, uh, it's, it's, it's devastating when you hear something like this. I never thought I'd be living in Oshawa without a General Motors here in Oshawa. And it just, it's unbelievable that this was announced today. Yeah, and definitely the workers are not to blame, definitively. (laughs) Absolutely. They are not uh, the problem. The numbers there, it's a great quality plant. And you kind of say why. And there's there's lots of different reasons. Like I said, lots of fingers to point around. But uh, this is real people. This is about people, not politics. And I think it really is important now that all levels of government work to support those people that basically uh, have been in shock and, uh, you know, went to bed last night wondering what, what's going to happen. And uh, now, a month before Christmas, they find out they're losing their jobs. And uh, I just, I don't know what that that could feel like this is awful devastating uh hang on both of you let's take a few calls we've got jerry in toronto hi jerry hi how are you doing Libby? fine taking my call you very don't know i don't know why they're so surprised that this has happened and the reason i say this is not just from the fall of forty thousand jobs to twenty seven hundred over the last few years i have a cousin of mine that works in a very large demolition uh, company and they have been demolishing many many of the plants out in Oshawa for the past several years. I know he worked on demolishing the uh, painting plants. Used to be three massive ones. Now there's only one. So the writing was on the wall here, and I blame government for not taking the steps to try to uh, get other programs in place to help these people. Uh, the audio industry in Oshawa was doomed. Uh, it's been reducing year after year after year, plants being smashed down. They knew it was never going to happen. So why why aren't the government involved with trying to get some of the new electrical cars being uh, uh, made out there to help ease the situation? Uh, Can uh, either of you answer that question? I mean, uh, retooling a plant is not, uh, it's not a small thing, Dennis. Well, well, it's billions of dollars, but... You know, I think the government has done a lot 
uh, if we had not had the Canadian and American government assistance back in 0809, we wouldn't have any of these plants in Canada, not just General Motors, but there's a good chance Ford, Chrysler, even the Honda and Toyota plants were vulnerable. And so I wouldn't pin it solely on government. Government has been there pretty well step of the way. And it doesn't matter whether it's liberal or conservative. Uh, the auto sector has benefited a lot over the years. Colin fought his uh, hard uh, for, for over the last decade uh, from his party's perspective and, and did a lot. And so I don't see this as, as the government. I see it broader than government. Okay, let's hear from Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. That's good. Anyway, we can't keep on bribing American companies with Canadian money. We're the only industrial nation without our own car industry. Why are we not? We have designers here. We have engineers here. I think what, we went with something exotic like the, what was it, Vertinois? Was that what it was called? We've got to come up with something practical like a police car. Design it, make it mandated that the provincial, federal government says, okay, this is our limo car, this is our police car, we're your, your first consumer, and being a government and the industry be in partnership and design and have this car. I think that view, though, ignores the benefit we have from throwing our lot in with the global auto sector way back in 1965. If, if when we signed the Auto Pact, which essentially uh, gave up any hope of having a Canadian uh, designed and manufactured from a Canadian uh, uh, ownership point of view. Uh, you know, we were producing only a few hundred thousand vehicles back then. We ultimately ended up creating hundreds of thousands of man years of, of work by throwing our lot into these global companies. And we still are getting a lot, although we're not getting as much as we were just a few years ago. We still produce two million vehicles, and uh, what we have left is, for the most part, really, really good. And to throw money into a Canadian-owned operation, I think, would be good money after bad money. Okay. Everybody hang on, please. We are going to take a quick break, and we will be back with more on this devastating news about the closure of the GM plant in Oshawa and what it means from the future. Before we go to break, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And if you're out there listening and you are a GM worker or a family of a GM worker, I think all those GM workers are maybe kind of busy now, or a former GM worker, we would love to hear from you, and we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about this terrible news about the closure of the GM plant in Oshawa. It's going to affect 2,700 workers there, and they're part of a big North American move that will see the end of nearly 15,000 jobs in North America. We're talking to Dennis DeRossier, automotive consultant, Colin Carey, the MP for the area, and now we are bringing in Jennifer French, who is the NDP MPP for the area. Hello, welcome. 
Hi. So um, you're there. Now, the union's been saying they think this is salvageable. Uh, Dennis and Colin seem to disagree. What's your take? Um, well, this has all been unfolding real time, and, um, you know, we're doing our best to, to put the pieces together and figure out where we go from here. Um, you know, certainly it, it seems... Um, it seems like a pretty rocky road ahead of us as a community. Um, you know, Oshawa isn't isn't one to back down from a fight. So, um, if there's something to fight for, and I would say that you know, good jobs in a community are definitely worth fighting for, um, then that is that is what we will do. If there is a way, um, you know, if there's a way to to change GM's mind, so to speak, um, and keep these good paying jobs um, here in the community, then that is. That is what we want to do, um, recognizing that that it, it doesn't sound hopeful, um, but we're we're not going to give up without a fight. And it's of course frustrating now to to hear the the province and the feds are, um, you know, say that they're disappointed. We're all disappointed, but uh, if they're throwing in the towel before they even get in the ring, that's um, that's disheartening. Uh- Okay, yes, so that's your reaction to what uh, the Premier had to say. He said that ship has sailed? Yeah, he uh, he said in question period, and I wasn't in question period. I'm in Oshawa um, with the folks here, um, but he has said, you know, the the ship has left the dock. Um, we keep hearing, we keep hearing repeating of, of the GM, you know, line of, of global restructuring, um, but these are... These are community, you know, this has a community impact, and so we are going to um, rally at the community level and and really had wanted the support of the province and the feds, um, you know, to, to talk about prevention um, to keep these jobs here um, rather than just damage control. Colin Carey, is that uh, wasted energy? Um, no. Uh, as I said, uh, I still have hope. Um, I haven't had any direct uh, communications with GM at this point. Um, I don't know. I would assume that uh, Premier Ford has. He mentioned it, as Jennifer was saying, uh, in his comments. But uh, at the end of the day, we need to work as all together and uh, see what we can do to help people that are affected. And I think the nice thing we have here in Oshawa, I think everybody, myself, Jennifer, our regional chair, our mayor, and uh, the union is all on the same page here. This is uh, horrible news, and like I said today, and even the premier and uh, minister. Uh, the minister said there is a uh, premier Ford and Minister Baines was saying this is not about politics. This is working together to see what we can do to come up and help our community. Okay, and Dennis, what's your take on that? I think it is worth the fight. Not that the fight will be successful for Oshawa, but by showing a backbone, I think General Motors has got all kinds of uh, capability of doing things in Canada, and it will help uh, make those decisions a little bit easier. It might be an R&D, it could be something to do with CAMI, which isn't being closed, it could be something that we've not even thought of. And so it's important to, uh, to show your mettle in these things. Uh, whether you save it or not is questionable. I'm of the view that the ship has sailed on this as well. Uh, but uh, it does make sense to fight. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Diane in Toronto. Hi, Diane. 
Hi. My thoughts are certainly with the people in at General Motors today. You know, having been through a massive job loss myself, I know what they're going through. Back in the 90s, when all the insurance companies decided to merge all at one time, thousands of us lost our jobs at that time. Sorry to hear. And, and it wasn't like, you know, we could go and apply to another company. There, there just wasn't anything then. And myself, I was with the company 25 years and in my 40s in a management position, not something to be replaced. But my message is to the folks at, at GM today, you know, whichever way this goes, it works out. It always works out. Something will work out. Whatever happens, it will work out. And they're fortunate in a sense that they have, you know, some government backing. They have their union, whereas we had nothing. We just got a package and that was it. But as I say, you know, have heart. Things will work out. Thank you for that positive message. Appreciate that. And, and uh, you know, going through something like that is, is tough, but I think you're right. Uh, there usually is something, um, you know, not yeah, necessarily like, like, the same or as good at the end of it. Sometimes it's even better, Libby. Yep. It was for me at the end. So, <laughs> But as I say, it works out and have heart. Okay, anyway, thank you for that. That's my message. Thank you, yeah, Diane, for that. that. That's my my point on the long Libby as well. As devastating as this is, and 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 Colin's concern about the workers is 100 percent legitimate. Uh, these things tend to work through, um, and cities like Oshawa are resilient. So, I unfortunately have to run, Libby. Okay. But thank you for letting me in on the call. Okay. Thanks very much for that. Bye bye. Bye bye. We are going to bring in Chris Buckley, who is president of. The Ontario Federation of Labour. Are you there, Chris? Chris Hello. Buckley. Hi. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Uh, so, um, where are we at with this? I know that uh, uh, the unions are meeting with GM. I think as we speak. Yeah, they're scheduled to meet with General Motors as of twelve thirty. Uh, but you know, I represented General Motors workers for twenty-seven years in the city of Oshawa, and uh, my heart aches for those workers and their families. Not only in General Motors, but in the auto parts supply chain. It's important to remember that every one job in the assembly plant creates an additional nine jobs in spinoff employment. So the job loss is going to be huge. Thousands of people are going to lose their jobs as a General Motors. Very, very poor decision. I'm absolutely disgusted in GM's actions, and they should be ashamed of themselves. You know, the workers in General Motors of Oshawa have proven for decades they can build the best vehicles in the world, and we have. And what's even more disrespectful and more callous is several sets of negotiations over the last decade the membership has given back. There's been concessions made to keep these plants open, and it's never good enough for General Motors. It's a dark day for auto workers across the country. And is your feeling that there's any hope with this? I'm sorry, you, you broke up? Is, is it your feeling that there's any hope of, of getting a product allocated? Well, uh, at this point, uh, I'm not optimistic. I've listened to the Premier of Ontario make a statement a little while ago, said that it's a done deal. In fact, he said the uh, ship has left the dock or something to that effect. Uh, General Motors is switching their production. They're, they're going to focus on smaller vehicles that are hybrid vehicles, that are electric vehicles, that are autonomous vehicles. What better place to produce those in the city of Oshawa? But very little incentive for GM to do that when our new government, our Doug Ford government, cancelled the Green Energy Act, which gives people an incentive to buy these types of vehicles. So you know what? Years of bad trade practices, years of imported vehicles taking away market share. We, we build the best vehicles in the world. We could never export them into other countries. Unfortunately, 
General Motors doesn't care about that. doesn't matter how many awards these members have made. doesn't matter how many sacrifices our active members have made, our retirees have made. They forget that Canadian taxpayers saved them in 2009, along with all of the GM workers giving up concessions to keep the company going. They don't care about that, and they've turned their backs on the workers today, a month before Christmas. Merry Christmas from General Motors. Absolutely disgusting. Okay. Yeah, what uh, Chris was saying as well, I was down at the plant when uh, the workers walked out and exactly what he said, um, the feeling of disrespect. And uh, like I said earlier, you read GM's press release and there was like no thank you for 100 years of good service, no thank you for the top quality plant, no thank you for the billions of dollars in uh, investment and research dollars that uh, all governments, federal and provincial provided. Uh, tens, tens of thousands of jobs lost in this ripple effect is, as Chris was saying, not only here in Oshawa, but the entire supply chain. Yep. So, uh, you know, this devastating news, and we we just have to think of everyone involved in this, and what a horrible way to find out about it. This is more than just auto workers and auto parts workers. It's about a community. It's about the donations that go to United Ways. It's about donations that go to food banks, donations that go to shelters, women's shelters, homeless people shelters. The members of General Motors have a huge tradition of helping those less fortunate, and that's what is so shameful about this. And, you know, we tried to convince both the federal government and the provincial government after the auto crisis had left us not to sell off the shares they had in the company what better way to be part of a decision-making process if you still have shares in the company? Unfortunately, both levels of government sold off those shares. There's a lot of moving parts in today's story, but at the end of the day, it's workers that have been thrown to the curb. Their dedication, their expertise has been thrown to the curb as well, and it's absolutely shameful. Well, and Libby, I'll tell you, it was only about two weeks ago that GM Canada was celebrating its 100th anniversary um, you know, of, of being in Oshawa. And I had a tour of the plant, which is top of the line and state of the art. And, you know, GM Canada folks were, were showcasing how modern it is and, and really focusing on the positives. And we have an excellent workforce. And there was not a whisper of this. Um, you know, where the, wherever the decision was made, it certainly was not... Um, factoring in our our community, um, you know, I've been doing a, I, I know I, all- a very interesting um, tidbit is that the head of GM Canada just recently moved back to the United States. So, I don't know um, how that played into the decision of uh, not being around for uh, for this announcement. But that's just something I want to throw out there. Well, it's Lib- really disappointing. Libby, we sorry for jumping in. So People much. need. People need to understand what the GM workforce has done. When General Motors couldn't produce enough Equinoxes coming out of Ingersoll, they asked the workers in GM to pick up the slack. They retooled that plant months ahead of schedule, and they were building the Chevy Equinox alongside of the cars they were building. When General Motors introduced the new light-duty pickup truck, they couldn't build enough of them, and in fact, they can't build enough today. The workers in Oshawa retooled their plant. They launched that truck mm-hmm. six months ahead of schedule. They've done everything that's been asked of them for decades. And again, General Motors thanks them by closing the only plant left in Oshawa. It's shameful. Uh, Sorry for interrupting. Oh, it's, it's okay. I, I totally get your frustration. Let's hear from Bob in Etobicoke. And Bob, you say you'll never buy another GM vehicle. Well, that's right. If they close the plant down, now I'm driving a Silverado and I love it. But if they close the plant, and I probably maybe buy a vehicle, this one is getting a little long in the tooth, 
but I love them. They are really great trucks. But I only buy a, a vehicle of a company that is manufactured. It could be manufactured in the States. It could be manufactured in Canada. But they have to have a plant here. So, like, I only have, well, I have two. I have a Corvette and I have this. I won't buy another GM vehicle. I would buy probably a Ford 150 because I like trucks. And I would probably buy a Mustang instead of, but that's, that's the way I am. Because you, when you think about it, the population of Canada is 10% of the United States. If 10%, if you, you know, if you lose 10% of your customers because you piss them off or whatever you want to call it, that is uh, an incentive. And if people, I will go to my GM, like I, I have a GM dealer right now that's been pressuring me to buy a new truck. And I'm going to say to them, listen, I will not buy a truck a GM vehicle, any, unless I hear that there's something done about this, because it really upsets me. It's, uh, it's not 2,700 jobs, as the fellow said. It's 10 times that many. Absolutely. When they had 40,000 people there, they've made their own steering wheels. They made their own seats. They made everything. They made their own floor mats. Now they farm that out, and it's done locally. My brother works for one of the companies that manufactures. He's in Newmarket. So it, it does affect a lot of people, and they don't seem to understand that. But if they figure they could lose 10% of their North American sales because Canadians won't buy their product, they may reconsider. Okay, you know? and thanks. Uh, it's, Bob, it's thanks for that. Um, before we go, um, Chris Buckley, um, do you think there's room for consumers to get in on this? Uh, if, as Premier Ford says, the ship has sailed? Uh, I, I would ask everybody across the province of Ontario to contact their Conservative MPP and ask them to come to the table. I don't know if it's too late or not. I'm not connected to auto anymore. I, I got out of auto in 2013, but my the, the auto industry, those members are part of my family. They cannot be part of my family after I've represented them for 27 years. That's why, why I feel so bad. But think about this. Over the last year general motors hired an additional thousand workers these are new young people that got a job these people went out and purchased homes they started their families imagine how they feel today that's what hurts the most yes there's a number a certain percentage of senior members that can take their retirement now they're they're well-earned pensions but what about those who can't and in the province of ontario tell me where you can go today to find a good paying permanent job few and far between and that's what hurts the most there are no good paying jobs to go to for these people who have lost theirs and it's fine for the premier to say that he's sending in a SWAT team to help these workers I don't know what a SWAT team is going to do these workers need good paying permanent jobs in the province of Ontario to go to okay and uh, Jennifer French what would you like to leave us with well um, just in case anyone was wondering Oshawa is never going to shy away from a fight Um, we're not going to give up without a fight Um, and to Chris's point about good jobs these are the kind of jobs that folks have been able to raise their families on and, and, you know, build a community with, um, you know, through their donations and spending in our in our community, right? That's what good jobs are. This government has talked about creating good jobs, and here we have a chance to actually uh, potentially save, um, to save these jobs, and maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can't, but to throw in the towel, um, you know, before really before they even even get started, um, is extremely disheartening. The the community investment, um, yes, it goes back 100 years. Like, let's not forget that GM did not build Oshawa. Oshawa has built GM. And maybe it's naive to say that they owe us anything, but 
certainly the the auto workers, the broader community. We deserve we deserve better, and we deserve to try to keep these jobs here. Um, there is no reason that with a, a bright automotive future that you know that GM and other companies are envisioning when it comes to you know green and efficient. Um, Oshawa should be a part of that. We were planning to be a part of that. We are capable of, of doing that, um, and we should have the provincial and federal governments saying, yeah, you know what, let's actually look at this and see if there's anything we can do to protect the jobs instead of just damage control um, if we lose these jobs. Okay, and Colin Carey, what would you like to leave us with? Well, the uh, we do need to find out all the facts, and uh, as Jennifer was saying, it's not over yet. What was disheartening for me when I was listening to Premier Ford, apparently GM hasn't asked. And that in itself is a problem. Um, uh, We Conservatives were calling for an emergency debate tonight at the federal government level because we have to look at why these decisions are being made. Uh, The economy of the world has changed, but uh, this is generations and generations of uh, families here in Oshawa working at General Motors. And to leave everybody, I think it's unanimous that we, we have to think and remember this is not about politics. This is about people. These are real people in our community. And the effects of this is not just here in Oshawa, but the ripple effect for Durham Region, Ontario, the entire economy of our country is, uh, is at stake here. And these are tens of thousands of jobs. And as I said, uh, I can't even imagine sitting down for Sunday dinner a month before Christmas and finding out how people found out last night that this was going to happen. And uh, our thoughts are out with uh, everyone involved. Okay. Thank you, Colin Carey, Chris Buckley, and Jennifer French. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.